Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Today, we're talking about three truths about the person and work of Jesus Christ. And those three truths about his person, about who he is, leads us to rest. We live in a restless world. We live in a crazy world. Our hearts, our minds can prone to be restless. But when we get connected to the person and work of Jesus Christ, it is then that soul rest begins. And learning who he is, learning how he treats us and how he views us and how he loves us, diving into who he is teaches us exactly what it means to have soul rest. So let's dive in. Catherine and I love to have people over in our home. Uh, This, where we are right now, is actually being filmed from my um, dining room, and I'm, I don't sit on this end, but I sit on the other end. I'm sitting at the head of the table, and the twins sit over here about where the camera is, and uh, Catherine and Lily sit over here. And you know, we love having dinner together. We absolutely love um, spending time together, especially at this table, and we love bringing people and bringing guests into our home. Why do we love doing that? Well, part of it is we're in full-time ministry and our job literally is all about people and our lives are all about people. So yeah, we want people coming in and being a part of who we are. But when we send an invitation out to someone and we say, hey, we want you to come over for supper, come over for lunch after church. We live near the church and so they can come over for lunch or whatever the case may be. Why do we do that? We're saying, hey, come be a part of who we are. Come be a part of our lives for just a moment. Come and learn more about us. You know, Jesus extends that same invitation to us. When it comes to our restlessness, when it comes to our fear, our doubts, our anxieties, when it comes to all of those things, Jesus says the powerful, powerful words in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. He says, come unto me. These are powerful words. Come unto me. I love how Jesus is personal. He's personal to us. He draws us in and he says, hey, those that are weary, that are heavy laden, that are working hard, I want you to come to me. And in this context of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, we see that he's surrounded by a group of people that need this message. Um, there are some 70 followers here in this story that have come to Jesus saying, hey, look what God is doing in Jerusalem. And they were weary laborers. They were laboring for God, laboring for the Lord. And they were weary in well-doing, as the Bible says. They were, they were weary in what they were doing. And Jesus looks 
at them. And I love how when Jesus looks at us, he sees our true need and he speaks to our need. And that's exactly what he's doing here. He is, in Matthew 11, he is speaking to people that need rest. Yes, for their body, yes, for the mind, but simply, uh, or most importantly, for their soul. And so Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Literally like that dinner invitation. Hey, come be a part of who I am because I am the beginning of rest. Or you may be asking the question, what does rest look like? What does true calm look like? Like I was on the way home just a a little bit ago and I saw a man, you know, literally he was, he had his hand outside the window of his car and he was just like, come on, come on. We were in five o'clock traffic and, and I I knew we were going to be there for a while. And the guy was just like switching lane to lane, to lane, to lane, to lane. I don't, I don't get road rage, you know, but like I get road rage at other people's road rage. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, that was one of those instances. I was like, you know what? Just let him just do whatever. And, uh, but it's like, we get so impatient and we get so bent up. What does it actually mean to be calm? What does it actually mean to be restful, to be full of rest? What does rest look like? Rest looks just like Christ. It looks just like Jesus. When we tap into all that he is, it is then that we begin to find rest. Jesus, he merited our calm when he took our sin for us and he died on the cross for our sins. He said, I am connecting the hand of God and the hand of man. I'm putting them back together again so they can have intimate relationship. They can have connection with one another again on a very personal level. And Jesus did that for you and for me. You see, your rest is not in some thing. It's in someone. It's not in something. It's not in prosperity, proactivity, all those things we looked at, the reasons why we could be restless. It's not in any of those things. It literally is in a person. It's not in a vacation resort. It's not in a a, a 401k. Our rest and our calm on our soul level comes through Christ. So let's take three looks at the person and work of Jesus Christ. Let's take three looks at him. And from these things, these characteristics that we see of Christ, we will learn something of rest. The first one that stands out in my mind is he is compassionate. He is compassionate. We see in Mark chapter 6 and verse 34, And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. I believe we often don't find rest for our souls because we believe Jesus does not care. We think he's not touched with the feeling of our infirmities, and he does not wish to relieve us of our misery. He just wants us to stay in this, uh, this cold, dark place forever, this restless place forever. But understand, Jesus is compassionate. You remember the little children in Mark chapter, Mark chapter 3? The disciples were getting annoyed at these bothersome kids, and he says, Suffer not, little children, to come unto me. Suffer not them to come to me because they need me. I want them. You know, you realize that your restlessness is not inconvenient to Jesus. It's not. Our problems, our doubt, our trouble is not a problem for him. 
<laughs> it's not an inconvenience for him. He holds the world in the palms of his hands. He can hold our burdens. The Bible says casting all of our care upon him. Why? Why? Because he careth for you. Remember the lepers that Jesus did not turn away in Matthew 8. He was not at all afraid to go to those men, those bodies who were filled with infection and disease and touch them. He wasn't afraid to step out. He wasn't afraid to go to the issue, uh, to the woman with the issue of blood and say, who touched me? And turn around and meet her where she was. The Bible said, I love this phrase, it says she, he stooped down. He literally got down to look her in the eye, right? Jesus, he meets us where we are. He is compassionate. This is his person. This is his love speaking out to us. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Remember the man, uh, the maniac of Gadara, Mark chapter 5, right? You remember that? Jesus made a special trip to see a man possessed with so many devils. And upon his arrival, the maniac saw Jesus afar off, and then he cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. But I love this. But Jesus had compassion on the man. He delivered him his soul from evil spirits. You see, our world is facing so much restlessness. So many people are eat up with fear and they lay their head down at night and it's just, they, they hurt. Their heart aches. And Jesus says, I want to take all of that. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession for, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise God. His compassion speaks to us and says, come unto me. Right? He's compassionate. And then number two, we see he is consistent. He's not just compassionate, but he's consistent. Isn't it amazing how time changes us? It heals us. It helps us grow. Turns our perspective. Just think what life was like 10 years prior to right now. Do you think or look any different? Probably, right? You have different aspirations, different goals. Did you know that Jesus has promised us rest? He, he's the one. It's never changed. He's never changed. He doesn't mature. He doesn't uh, grow a little bit wiser, right, than he was yesterday. Understand that he doesn't have to grow. <laughs> he doesn't have to grow in his understanding of us. He doesn't change. He does not change. And we can rest in the fact today that the person we're putting our rest in, right, is consistent. It's going to be a firm foundation. Right, I'm, We're looking for a house right now, and one of the most important things that we look at when you're looking for a home is the foundation, right? It is, is the foundation sound? Is everything good to go, right? Um, the, you're asking questions. What, was there a inspection done? Can I see that inspection report? I want to make sure that the foundation, there's no dips in the floor and all of these things, right? Because you want to build your family in that home, and you want that house to be well-structured and on a strong foundation, and you can't build anything in your life 
on a faulty foundation. You can't build anything in your life on fear and doubt and restlessness. Jesus says, if you want to find rest, then you got to find it right here. You got to find it in me. So we see that he is compassionate. He is consistent. And one thing I'll add to that, that Jesus is consistent. I love Charles Spurgeon. He encouraged a group of believers. He said this, some of you have come here childless, widows or fatherless, still weeping your recent affliction. Changes have taken place in your estate that have made your heart full of misery. Your cups of sweetness have been dashed with droughts of, of gall. Your golden harvest have had tares cast into the midst of them. And you have had to reap the nauseous weed along with the precious grain. Your much fine gold has become dim. Your glory has departed. The sweet frames at the commencement of your last year became bitter at the end. Your raptures and your ecstasies were turned into depression and forbearing. Alas, for our changes and hallelujah to him that hath no change. I love it. We have so many ups and downs in our life, but Jesus, he changes never. He's consistent. He's compassionate. And then I love this one. He's close. He's close. He is close to us. Jesus is close. He's not a distant God. He didn't create us and say, well, you know what? I mean, my creation, they'll, they'll make it happen, I guess, and, uh, and push us to the side. No, God did not do that. God created us with the intention, with the purpose of connection. God created us with that purpose of connection. We even see that in the garden with Adam, where God created Adam, and then what happened? He created Adam, and then he said, okay, I'm going to come down in the cool of the morning, and I want to talk with you, right? And we see that. And when Adam had fallen, Jesus was there. God was there, and he was walking in the cool of the day. Hey, where art, where art thou? And I love how he asked that question, as if he didn't know, right? He was trying to say, hey, Adam, I still want to be close. I still want to be close to you. I want you to come to me. Come to me because in me, you will find all truth. In me, you will find exactly what you need. One of the greatest honors God has given me in my life is fatherhood. Being a husband and being a dad, that's one of the greatest things. Uh, to three little munchkins. I absolutely love being a dad. And my little girl, she is not my oldest. She is the, the a bundle of joy. If you don't know her, she's a bundle of joy, and she's amazing. But with all of that uh, energy comes a little bit of drama, right? She's always had a stern sense of relentlessness, like hard-headed. She's going to do things her way. It's my way or the highway kind of thing. And I remember where we kind of butted heads. She's only three. But I remember when she was even younger, It was there was one night where it was like she was testing daddy's she was testing daddy very much. She was testing my authority very much so. And I remember that night and she was just so restless. And I remember holding her and I just spoke softly to her. I didn't get upset with her. And oftentimes I've done that, right? You just, you get upset as a parent or impatient. But I was holding her and I said, Lily, I love you. And I began to speak truth to her. And it's amazing how when you speak truth to someone, how it calms them, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, his very presence calms us because he is the truth. He speaks truth in our life, and he wants us 
to have soul rest. I remember that night I whispered goodnight to her, and off to sleep she went. Why? Because the truth had had calmed her. The truth had given her exactly what she needed. So those are three truths about Jesus Christ that we can take home. We can put in our back pocket and understand that Jesus is the way of soul rest. And it's by learning him, learning of his compassion, learning of his consistency, learning of his closeness, we can come fully into his rest. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus wants to give us rest, but we must come to him. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com, tyleraroberson.com, and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.